welcome to Creepy Critters. Uh, this is a podcast where I talk about cryptids. Um, today, we have Faith. Hey! So, what we are going to do today is we're going to talk about some sad boys. Sad boys. Um, because there is a subsection. It's actually only two, but I wanted to do more than two. <laughs> but there is two... <laughs> Cryptids that specifically just so sad about how ugly they look, they will kill themselves if anyone looks at them. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to just talk about these people. They're sad. Man, they're so sad. Sad boys. My favorite kind of boys. (laughs) Yes. Next to nice boys with abs. If you haven't listened to the OK Crusader, a podcast that I've been on several times by now, uh, we talk one of the people. Well, the format is basically they, uh, uh like a panel of people rank, eat, eat, like in, randomize Marvel characters for their dateability. Mm-hmm. And one of the people was just uh, the only reason he was on is because he was a hot sad boy. <laughs> we have three cryptids, and they're link- they they are in order of someone who just looks sad. Someone who is super sad, and someone who literally cries themselves to death. <laughs> <laughs> when someone looks at them. Oh my god! Oh. The first person we're going to be talking about, not person, this first cryptid is the Ding Mall. The Ding Mall. Yeah, the or ding. the Saxi Catalis. Um, it's also known as the Ding Mall, the Ding Ball, or the Plunkus. No wonder he's so sad. <laughs> uh, it's a giant cat that sits that sat on a giant rock in California in the Northwest. It, 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 there's two species: the Northwest and the Californian. Uh, both are cat-like, so they're cat-like. They're Long, slim, slick, sorry-looking, and have uh, wolf pelts. Oh my god. Yeah. Their bodies are long, with short, powerful legs built low to the ground. Their head is round, and Cecil. And Cecil basically just means, like, it's round. Uh... It's just another word for okay. it, basically. And uh, Cecil, melancholy. They have tufted ears with glowing eyes. So what you're telling me is that this is a really sad-looking munchkin cat. Except they're big. It's like, you know when like something is like really big, but, but like a small version of that big thing? Yes. I can't think of an example right now. I can think of the opposite example. <laughs> like I can think of tiny things that are super fat. Miniature horse or something. Yeah, like a miniature horse. Except they're big. Bigger than a miniature horse. They're like really big. Ooh. But they're also tiny feet. Like They're like corgi. No, they're like corgis. It's like whenever you breed like a, a husky with a corgi. Oh my god. Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> so they're not harmful. Either variety. But they are very curious and inquiring. Basically, they're just going to describe cat stuff <laughs> for the next bit. 
<laughs> They're fond of laying out the open sunny spots, carefully scrutinizing what goes on in the valley below. And this is something I don't necessarily understand. I I looked at multiple sources. They both use the word viscous. Oh, ugh. they have they have viscous bodies. So like wibbly wobbly. I guess, but the only other thing I can think is just like a real thick liquid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, um, I guess, yeah. They have been seen spitting on a rock and studying the dirt. Uh, they also have a long tail that's half their body length with a spiky ball at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you had me up until then. <laughs> uh, they Even use a tail to scare. Body, I was like, okay. Well. You know what? I would describe some extremely fat cats as viscous. I'm not gonna lie. My cat, when I pick him up, is can become like a a thick liquid. Yeah, because I've seen I've seen a cat where like when you pick it up, it's just like it it's almost falling out of your hands because like there's so much fat. <laughs> it's just slipping. They use the tail to scare away flies and produce splinters to fill their nest and burrows. Aww. Yeah. So really, mess. they're just—they're just pretty harmful. I mean, pretty harmless. Um, the the mate the when the males uh the males whenever they're trying to attract a a mate, uh they'll hit the tail to his chest to attract. So it's just like, I guess it's like bro mating calls. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, it says here to attract the female and mate. So, are they also attracting dudes? Other dudes? I you mean, want to doink? Or what? I mean... I don't know. From my experience, Good. cats will fuck almost anything. Yeah, it turns out, like, the whole, like, sexuality spectrum is, is kind of thrown out of the, the door. Whatever animals are involved, they're just like... Hey, I just want to do something right now. I don't really care what with. <laughs> oh, did you see? Did you see the headline? Uh, it was a. I think it was a years old story by now, but it's a. Uh, but a bisexual blind goose was yes, taking care of a bunch of yes, swans. Timothy is his name. Oh, he raised sixty-eight cygnets, which are baby swans. And it's just like, oh, that's cute. That's that's. And it's like an old, it's an old goose as well. Yeah, he lived to be 40 years old, which is like ancient for a goose. So also the female uh, of the species, they also have a ball at the end, but it's darker and larger than the males. And it uses to beat back eager, over eager males. Oh my god, there's so much lore about these. I like, I, so far, like, I'm okay with this. Like, 100%. There's so many cryptids that I'm not okay with. I'm 100% behind this dang mall. And it's it's very close to like the sliver cat who we kind of talked about in a previous episode. It's our cat episode, our creepy cat episode. It's most famous uh in the White Mountains uh between Mount Adam and Mount Jefferson of the Presidential Range. 
And there's like a very visible rock that apparently they they like to just kind of look at while laying in the sun and being viscous. (laughs) (laughs) See, the only thing, the only reason why I said that they're sad is because they just look extremely sad. They just, that's just their face. It's kind of like how palace cats look like just angry all the time. Yeah, see, that's the only reason. I wanted to like kind of, you know, give you a nice, like, give you a nice entryway before I talk about super suicidal (laughs) (laughs) when we talk about the saddest the saddest of the boys we'll ease you in yeah we'll ease you in and just hit you over the head so what do you think about the ding mall I love it I love it so much it's just a big munchkin cat it's just a giant munchkin cat it likes to lay on rocks in the sun Apparently is very viscous. I will go to California and live amongst them. You go to Ding Ball Rock and you'll you'll find one. Yeah. <laughs> and then I will um, I will join their herd or whatever whatever a, What is what is a group of cat called? A a clouder. It's called a clouder. I don't believe you. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> and a group of kittens. A group of kittens is a Kindle. I don't like that it's Clowder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but apparently a group of ducks is called a paddling. Oh my god. Group, I love it. A group of flamingos is a flamboyance. A uh, shiver of sharks is another good one. Oh, a tower of giraffes. <laughs> A uh, a troop of a troop of kangaroos because what they'll do is they'll all run up against one up on you and kill you. Of course. Or or they'll do the thing. Uh, have you seen the video of just like a just a really jacked uh, kangaroo just like at a, a screen door just staring at the person in front just beating its chest and be like, oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Apparently, apparently, Australians have a different view of kangaroos than the rest of the world, and I guess that's why. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have a different view of, like, deer than a good portion of the U.S. Like, yeah, deer are pretty awful. <laughs> yeah, like, anybody who has had to actually deal with deer that don't live in an urban area, like, they're like, oh, they're like, it's like a wild animal, and it's right here. It's like, yeah, it's probably going to get hit by a car, and then you're going to have to drag it out of the road. Okay, so apparently a group of zebras is called a zeal. Aw, I like these. These are cute. Oh, apparently a group of ravens is called an unkindness. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Skulk is a group of foxes. Oh, a group of ferrets is business. (laughs) Oh, a business of ferrets. A business of ferrets. A business ferret. Oh my god. Okay. So, okay, we're that's we're done. Uh that's something I probably should have learned at a very young age, but <laughs> after I marry after I marry Mothman, I'll go live in a clouder of dingles. So, the next the next creature we talk about is called the s- squid gigum squee squid gigum squee gigum squeak come squee it was seen in the late 19th century and early 20th century. Um, it's very shy, not wanting to be seen. When it hears or sees something approaches, it takes a deep breath and swallows itself whole. 
Oh, Jesus! Holy! Oh my God! That's horrifying! Like <laughs> you just come up on this thing as a witch, you're like, "Wow, it's that," and then it swells itself. Like if you disappears if you're really, if from you're, reality. If you're really, really careful, you could see it right before it decides to eat itself. Oh my god. <laughs> that's hor like that's terrible. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, that's enough that's enough of the wilderness today. I have to go home. Uh, there's a similar cryptid. Uh named the Wonk. The Wonk. The Wonk has similar habits. Not so much is known about the Wonk, or, because no one's ever seen one. But they're incredibly shy, and as soon as it becomes aware of an approaching human, it digs itself a hole, climbs in, then fills the hole behind itself in order to hide. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Which I feel is like a better plan than swallowing yourself whole. Oh uh, yeah! <laughs> um, so, interestingly... Wonks are said to be able to shapeshift into any animal they please, including humans, but for reasons that only only known to themselves, choose not to. <laughs> I like how they're like, <laughs> there's the secret council. They will well, never reveal as, why. As discussed in the previous episode with the whirling wimpus. They have they have a whole whole uh, council, and decided not to use this incredibly powerful ability at all. <laughs> like one of them just really like screwed it up one day. Like one of them turned into a bear and mauled somebody, and they're like, "Okay, we obviously no can't one. use this for good anymore. So nobody can shape shift if." A if a human sees you, just fucking bury yourself in the ground. Just dig. Just it. Bur- bury yourself in the ground because that's where you belong, God. Ted. <laughs> Ted. Why do you keep on doing this to us, Ted? Ted. That's the fifth person you mauled and brought back home, Ted. Ted, we don't need any more. We are going to take away everyone's ability to do this because we hate you, Ted, and want everyone to hate you. <laughs> The, the Wonk, I feel, is a, has a better uh, plan. Oh, yeah. Uh, so what do you think about them? Like, does the squid kick them when it swallows itself? Does it, like, turn inside out? Or does it disappear from reality? I don't know. I'm imagining it's like that Ren and Stimpy episode where he goes into his own belly button. Oh, my God. Either way, AKA it's horrifying. the thing that gave me nightmares. Yeah. It's horrifying. I mean... How does it swallow itself whole? Like, again, take a big deep breath. And then how do I swallow myself whole? Like, what do we do? What do, we do? How do we do this? Probably start with the feet. But that, I mean, <laughs> wait, wait. Because I see the one a picture, a drawing of it. It look, basically looks like a, like, kind of like a flat fish, basically. You're like, okay. is this weird fish, the weird fish thing I am meaning to look at? Or just another weird fish thing? Yeah, it basically just looks like a lump in the ground. I unless it's long and skinny, I I have no idea. Yeah, so like I don't know how it's well unless it could like revert. No, that makes no sense. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> unless it could unhinge its jaws 
and bite backwards. You <laughs> know what? I was kind of thinking that too. But that makes no sense because that means his mouth would have to also reverse. Which would, you would have the same issue. Really what I described was a body horror thing that I never want to know. <laughs> that I immediately see. regret. I don't know. Like, I don't really understand the squonk. I mean, the not the squonk. That's the next thing we're talking about. The squid, uh, squiddy cum, squee? Um, too the, much? The squid cum. <laughs> the squid cum. It's gee. Gee is in the middle of it. Uh, the gee is silent. I, <laughs> but like I don't necessarily understand it and I kind of want to talk about the I want to talk about the implications of something being able to take a deep breath and then swallowing itself yeah but but like okay I would like never enter a national forest again if I was like taking a nice hike do some scenery and then out the corner of my eye I see something just turn itself inside out. It's like, well, see, see the other the other option, which is I think just as terrifying. Sorry. I don't know why I'm laughing so hard at this, but it takes a deep breath, then like starts at its feet and just slowly devours. Slowly, itself. like <laughs> it's like it's like twenty minutes of this thing eating itself, and you cannot look away. You have to watch. Like, <laughs> You can't, you can't look away because it's it's like a train wreck. You're just watching this incredibly sad thing, like crying while it's trying to just get away from you by eating itself. And you're just like, what did I walk into? <laughs> what is happening? Can you think of anything else to say? No. <laughs> just like, that's enough body horror for me today. <laughs> oh, well, there's more body horror coming. Oh, boy. But like the uh, the wonk, I think makes a lot more sense because it just digs a hole and then yeah. you know buries itself. Yeah, which is something I feel like doing a lot, like most days actually. So like, you can relate to the wonk at least. You're like, yes, I too would would dig myself a hole and bury myself if somebody came upon me. With the with the squeaky come squee. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I could think of is something out of a horror movie. Yeah. Either way, it's just, it's awful. And it's, like, everybody's sad. Like, that, the squid come is sad, and you're sad, because you had to see that. You're seeing, you're seeing a creature just devour itself. And I'm changing it. It devours itself from the feet up slowly, and its secondary power is you have to watch it. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> It gets really interesting once uh, it gets to the torso area. Let me tell you. Oh man, that you know maybe I should have had the other one up because I didn't feel this much existential dread with the next one when I was researching it. <laughs> like, there's so much open-endedness to it swallows itself. Oh, there's God. so much okay. potential. The next person. I'm, I'm going to say person because it's obviously a person. Yeah, they're like. Well, all these things are sad enough. You don't need to like invalidate them. <laughs> <laughs> this piece of shit. <laughs> this, this fucking garbage fire. <laughs> <laughs> Just once, 
just want to my life. I want to be introduced. And this garbage fire piece of shit. Hello, it's me. Your local dumpster fire. I'm a masterpiece of shit, people. Come that, on. Is, that is also a grease fire and therefore cannot be put out with water. <laughs> this this piece of shit, the squonk. Um, uh, it's it's a it's a mythical creature reported to live in the hemlock forests of northern Pennsylvania. Oh, of course, it's from Pennsylvania, northern Pennsylvania. That its scientific name is like more corpus dissolvens, and it comes from the Latin word tear body and dissolve. I like how it has a scientific name. Well, I'm, we're talking about all fearsome critters, yes. creatures, um, which are all lumberjack lies. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're all American, <laughs> and they all. <laughs> they're just, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's fearsome creep. You described it. Um, but uh, they all have scientific names. For it. some reason, the the squinky cum squee. Uh, did not have one. Um, it probably would have been like <laughs> a body horrificus or something like that. <laughs> oh god! Oh man! I'm just—I actually have dreaded my heart <laughs> thinking about how this is It the legends probably were uh, originated in the ni- late 19th century. Okay. Uh, whenever you know, a bunch of lumberjacks were there, I wonder why. <laughs> the earliest known. Uh, the earliest known written account of the squonks comes from the book, comes from a book by William T. Cox called "Fearsome Critters of Lumber uh, Lumber Woods and a Few Desert and Mountain Beasts." And this is this is just a quote, and it will also give you the description as well. Okay. The squonk is of a very retiring disposition, generally traveling around at twilight and dusk. Because of its misfitting skin, which is covered in warts and moles, it's always unhappy. In fact, it's said by people who are able to best judge to be the most morbid of beasts. Hunters who are good at tracking uh, tracking are able to follow a squonk by its tear-stained trail. <laughs> For the animal constantly weeps. <laughs> Would cornered and escape beca- seems impossible or surprised or frightened. It may even dissolve itself into tears. Squawk hunters are most successful on frosty moonlight lights when the tears sheds slowly and the animal dislikes moving around. It may be heard weeping under the burrow of dark hemlock trees. Go ahead and finish. I have questions. <laughs> A hunter with a disappointing experience uh, had a disappointing experience with a squawk near Mount uh, uh, Mont Alto, Alto. Sorry, near Mont Alto. He made he made a capture by mimicking the squawk, basically crying, <laughs> and inducing <laughs> it to hop in a sack, <laughs> which he was carrying home. When suddenly the burrow, oh, sorry, the, not the burrow. When suddenly, the Burden was lightened, and the weeping ceased. Looking in the unslung slack, sack, he looked in it, 
and there was nothing but tears and bubbles. Actually, no, this one's pretty sad as well. Does this, like, is it, does this, like, explain why they're hunted? I think the people who hunt them are just assholes. Yeah, like... <laughs> just leave them alone. <laughs> like, they're not harming anyone. I, I can't imagine that they, like, taste good or something. Probably- no, they probably taste salty, like their tears. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, look, gotta eat a lot of sodium. You eat a lot of top ramen. I, I do have some questions about it. First off, can't. Why would you hunt one? Why are they so sad? <laughs> why are they? I mean, okay, we we know why they're sad, but at the same time, like I like I've seen drawings of them. Like they're not like the most adorable thing, but they're like adorable the way that ET is. Yeah. Like they wrap around for being so being super ugly to kind of cute. Yeah. Like, well, they, what you know what they remind me of actually? What? They remind me of uh, Mimikus in um, Pokemon. Yes. Because Mimikus, their whole deal is, and they're my favorite. I have a stuffed Mimiku. I'm actually looking at it right now. I'm saying I love you, you sad boy. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's basically the sad boy Pokemon. Because apparently it's very ugly and it just wants to be loved. So what it does is it puts a Pikachu costume on, which is like slightly off. And it's a ghost fairy type, which means it's really hard to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Mimikyu is probably my favorite out of Sun and Moon. It is my favorite because it's just a really sad Pokemon. It's sad. It's a fairy ghost type. Like, what else do you and like all it does is wants to be loved, and I get that. That's that's a that's a mood. I have never I related feel. to something. My only complaint is that you could have offered costumes, different costumes. Yeah, for it. right. Because the more there's more than just one loved Pokemon, you could have like a tiny Charmander costume. Oh God! Or, or Squirtle. If you just imagine what in a Squirtle outfit. Oh my God. Like, they better do that for the next oh, game they that they best. have Mimikus Or I'm in. writing a strongly worded letter. They already have they already have costumes for Pokemon. Yeah, like, Swank's, like, go get, like, uh, go to CVS, get one of those, like, freezy pets for warts if you're really that upset. It's also loose-fitting loose skin. I mean, like, I want them to feel happy. Yeah. Like, I'd give them a hug. I don't want to judge them. I'll let them pet my cat. I don't know. Like, this actually makes me a little sad. Again, why are they hunted? I don't know. People are just assholes. I don't understand. (laughs) What is wrong with lumberjacks? Why are they like this? Do you... Okay, do you think this legend arose from, like, one really ugly lumberjack? I think it arose from one... Well, this would be before teenagers were teenagers. Cause, because that was actually an invention around the same time unions came around. Um, and we got child liberal laws. Fun fact, being a teenager is actually a fairly recent thing. Because you used to just be like, hey, are you a kid? No? Well, then you're working. <laughs> I'm a teenager. Get out, get out of here. <laughs> Well, actually, hey, are you a kid? You're working, but we don't work you as hard. Yeah, pretty much. You should definitely look at the like early 20th century 
stuff because there's a lot of interesting things because the uh, the the idea of vacations didn't even really come around until then because you'd have to work all the time and there was no such thing as being able to just leave your work at that uh, until unions came around and we were given a 40 uh an eight day work eight hour work day and uh five days a week standard Wow. Because then people could actually leave and, you know, do things. But also, because of mechanization and stuff, people now work a lot because, you know, it used to be you just get your work done and then you just have the rest of the day. Because there's no more other work to do. Yeah, basically, uh, the history of labor is uh, messed up and weird. And uh, we're probably about to hit another just, like, real bad time when it comes for labor. Oh, yeah. No. We need yeah. we need uh yep. we need uh unions and stuff. Let's say that. Yep. Uh let's talk about something that's a little bit more uplifting. But only a little uh, bit. The squonk. Okay. The squonk. Uh, so like I feel like if you like Okay, never mind. I'm gonna bring this idea into into the next segment. Make it sexy slash make it YA slash just make a story. This is a segment where we pitch uh idea about the people we talk about be the cryptids and the other two pieces of shit that we're talking about the the squeaky come and the and we try to make a story or a or an idea about them so what do you think okay this is what i'm imagining in my head uh a sitcom the three roommates. <laughs> the squonk is the roommate that like never comes out of his room. It's always in there. And everybody questions like how he pays rent. What does he do? We just don't know. What does he even look like? There's why why is his room always flooding? We just don't know. Why is he always crying and why won't he stop? The squeaky gum. Never leaves the house. Just can't. Leaves his room, but not his house. <laughs> Whenever you look at him, he just looks real sad. And he just, like, starts to edge his mouth towards his feet. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, oh, no. No, I don't want to see where this and goes. And he's like, he's, like, the mom friend of the roommates, where, like, he, like, since he's home all the time, he cleans and cooks and stuff. So he's always covered in, like, cleaning gear so you don't actually see what he looks like. So he doesn't have to always eat himself. <laughs> and then the last one uh, it's like the outgoing like cool kid roommate. That that uh, moved in because something uh, happened at the last place? Yeah. And he had to move out quickly? Yeah. And he moved in with these guys and it's he's He's sort of like the straight guy, straight man to everybody else, but he's also like the one that brings up a lot of shenanigans. But everyone also, everyone looks, asks him if he's sad <laughs> because he looks, he has weepy eyes and he just looks sad all the time. And that was, that was the thing on the ad on Craigslist. It just says must look sad <laughs> <laughs> or must be sad. Must and he's like, he's like, well, I look sad, so I think I can pull this out. <laughs> Must carry the weight of the of all the world on their soul because it's dark on nothing but darkness. He's like just staring at his rock, like, man, yeah. 
I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's cheap. <laughs> What's well, here's what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking basically Silent Hill. Oh, <laughs> <So>. God. <laughs> because this, this, the squeak come squee, which I have not said it the same way twice. Why would you? Or it, I should say, is not necessarily a, a like a villain or anything, something that you fight. It's just something that kind of pops up a lot and makes you really unsettled, you. Because <laughs> it's just someone eating themselves slowly from their feet. And they're always in full view when they're doing it. And the thing is, it's the most graphically intense thing on your screen whenever it's happening. Oh god, it's like the giant head in Silent Hill 4. Like, it's not gonna hurt you, but like, you run into it and you just and I think this, and I think uh, the squonk is actually like the spirit of like your teenage daughter that died or something. And it's like the soul form of it, and you're trying to find it, but every time you get close, it turns into tears. See, I see. I feel like it, that's a good like you know thing in Silent Hill. Yeah, and then the, I guess the Ding Mall is just like. It's just like it's like the dog that's actually controlling everything. It's <laughs> too. Yeah, he's wearing a little headset. He's like he's he's the funny outtake like secret ending. <laughs> he shows up. I, actually, no, he is. Uh, I don't know why I want to say he. Uh, they, the sad they. Well, they are the sad looking inhabitants that are actually secretly taking joy in the pain that they see you're in. I don't know. All I'm thinking, like, the thing that's going to give me nightmares tonight is just imagining someone trying to eat themselves. I know, like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Why did, why did I inflict this on Because, like, when I was looking at it, at first I'm just like, oh, that's funny. And the more I think about it, the worse it gets. You're like, huh, it eats itself. Like, how silly is that? And then, like, you sit there for a while, and you think about it more, and you're like, wait a minute. Wait. Because it doesn't say, like, it takes a deep breath and disappears. It swallows itself whole. Well, actually, no, it swallows itself whole. You know what? I'm going to take the whole part out of that and just say it swallows itself. It's all, like, not even, like, it doesn't get all the way. No, like, it doesn't even get all the way, and it's just struggling. And at a certain point, it's really graphic and weird. But, like, you kind of want to just put it out of its misery, but it won't let you get close enough. Yeah. Because it needs to eat itself. Oh my god, that's such a... <sighs> that's so upsetting. Wow, we have a creepy critter that's actually, like, creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. this. Well, like, I haven't gotten to, like, the creepier thing. Like, because I've been in a, kind of a slump lately. I've been talking about mostly kind of harmless things. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to get to the murdery stuff Yeah. Soon. God. Or, I guess, out of the um, fearsome critters, it is probably the most terrifying. Well, I don't know. The Whirling Whippus is pretty- I also know the Argo Pelter is pretty. Because it's just like, hey, I have I have long-ass arms, and I'm gonna throw something as fast as a bullet at your head. Rude. Honestly. And it just, and it just does that because it wants to. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whirling wimpus who literally, like, spins so quickly that it turns people into, basically, meat molasses. Lovely. So, I mean, those are pretty terrifying. Ugh. 
But I haven't had any like existential dread. Yeah, not like this. <laughs> <From> it, <laughs> not like this. So I don't know. I I wanted this to end a little bit on a better note, but I just feel kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this. I guess this is a sad boys episode. It, it is. We thought that we were talking about the sad boys, but now we are. So, um, so I don't know. Like, do you have any other thoughts of what we could turn these into? I like your Silent Hill idea a lot, though. I do. I like the idea of just like the the spirit of like a teenage teenager person, teenage person, mm-hmm. just turning into something like a squonk. <laughs> then just crying whenever they see themselves. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like stop looking at me. I'm ugly. And then they uh, turn into water, salty water. Salt just tears. It comes out of eyes. I think we're done. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I can't think of anything else. So, yeah, what do you have to plug? Uh, my webcam comic, as always, is an urban fantasy horror. It's called Grace's Wings. You can find it at graceswings.com. It's a lot of fun. Could you include a squonk-like character? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was already <laughs> planning on one anyways, because that's just, that just, that's me. Yeah, I have, a, I have another podcast called... <laughs> Alphabet flight that is much happier. <laughs> oh, it's so much happier. It's so much happier. I talked happier than this. I like. I want to make more jokes, but I'm like legitimately go, bummed out. <laughs> go listen to our episode where we talk about Mr. Fear, an actual Halloween decoration that sprays boulade at people. <laughs> By the way, I'm almost done with that volume that you started out with. Yes, yeah, so. Wow. Oh my um, god. Just trucking through them. Your cat. Your cat's Instagram. The cat's Instagram. You can look at pictures of them. Yeah, if you want to cheer yourself up after this, you can go look at pictures of of Jesse's cat, Dexter. He's like, see, he makes me happy. Like, I swear it does. He's a a precious boy. He's so precious. He's like really cute. What's another thing? I don't know. I'm just ending this podcast. (laughs) It's over. We're done. It's it's over. I'm done. This is the last one I ever do. I'm I'm joking. (laughs) I don't know. I have I have a I have a podcast. I have one plan that's nothing but incredibly cute creatures that (gasps) will harm no one, and and it's just it's just cute. That's all they are. Yeah. So um, I guess look out for that one. I might do that one as a plot palette cleanser. (laughs) There you go. That's a good plan been creepy critters and <laughs> I don't know. Don't please don't be sad, I guess. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.